a moment to do this? Can you help me move this? Can you do whatever? With three girls, that happens, you know, can you fix the car? And I can do it without hesitation. Yep, pull it right in the garage. Let's go. We have great talks. Man, do you want to do a 5K with me this weekend? Uh, Dad, I'm busy today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, just the whole conversation changes. The whole dynamic changes. It is the best place to be, to be a fit father, period. All right, my friend, welcome back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, founder here at the Fit Father Project, host of this podcast. And in just a few moments, you're about to hear an amazing conversation between myself and one of our program members, Mr. Ron Keatsman. Ron is a 53-year-old father who basically a few years ago found himself in his doctor's office in super bad shape, on the verge of full-blown diabetes with changes to his vision, retinopathy in his feet, and as he describes it, his blood was so thick with triglycerides that this nurse who was checking him out said he was on the verge of having basically life-threatening complications. And I think the conversation Ron and I go through is very special because I know there's a lot of guys in Ron's shoes who have effectively let themselves go over a series of years and find themselves in really bad shape. And what's amazing about Ron is he was able to turn it around using the Fit Father program and more importantly, using a deep commitment to fight back his diabetes and to reinvent himself. And along the way, although Ron joined this program to basically lose weight and improve his health and fitness, Ron found so many blessings to his life in terms of renewed joy with his family and all the new activities he's doing. Like he just actually ran a half marathon with his 22-year-old daughter on Halloween. And I mean, this was a guy who was basically knocking on death's door a few years ago at 50, and now he's a completely new man, running races, getting deeper into his spirituality, and he wanted to come on to share his story. So this is a great conversation, and along the way, Ron mentions a couple things they used to get started. He mentions our one-day meal plan, our 24-minute workout. These are resources that if you're a guy listening to this for the first time, you can find on our website, fitfatherproject.com. And of course, Ron mentions our YouTube channel for some inspiration and free workouts that he checks out. So these are great resources for sure. And for guys who are in our brotherhood and in our programs, I think it's just a chance to really check in and hear Ron's story and tap into some deep inspiration of one of your fellow brothers who's walking the walk, talking the talk, and really made an amazing transformation. And if you're someone starting out and you do feel a little bit hopeless because, you know, you feel like your health is in bad shape, Ron's story is an example that it's you're never too late. You're never too old to turn things around with the right methods and with the right mindset. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation today with Mr. Ron Keatsman. Ron, welcome to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm super excited for this conversation. I know we were just chatting before we actually hit the go button, and we're going to get into some good stuff today. And before we get into your exact story, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening, your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about work and family, and then we'll get into your Fit Father story. All right. Well, first off, thank you, Dr. A. This is, first of all, just amazing. My name is Ron Keatsman from Michigan, lower half of Michigan. I work in the Lansing area for a heavy equipment dealer. I'm an instructor, trainer, and a diesel mechanic by trade. So I help the guys learn how these systems operate, electrical systems, hydraulic systems, stuff like that. But more importantly, married for nine years to my lovely wife, V., Four grown kids, daughter 26, my son's 24, daughter 22, and a daughter 21, and a grandson that's due to be five months in a couple of days here. So that, my friend, is my why, that my family is my everything, I'm just all about them. And that's part of my mission statement is to be healthy for my family, to be able to get healthier for them. And that in itself is a story. So, but I'm so proud of my family and what they're able to do. And, but that's a little bit about me. So, Mm -hmm. so how many years young are you, as we like to say here? Oh yeah. Yeah. That minor detail that I almost uh, overlooked there. I'm knocking on the door. I'm 54. I'm just 53 right now. I'll be 54 in a couple of weeks. So nice. All right. You have a beautiful family, a career with heavy equipment mechanic and instructor, and you have a lot going on in your family. What prompted you to get started on working on your health? And what I'm really asking is, where were you at a couple of years ago before you got started on focusing on improving your health? What was going on at the time? What was the state of your health? 
Well, there's a couple of pieces to that. The way I look at it is I was overweight, severely overweight. It was getting to that point where the buying pants and stuff that were too large. As a matter of fact, I was in a size 48 waist pant and it was working up to that combination of things, too much alcohol, too much food and the wrong kinds of foods and just excessive amounts of uh, carbohydrates. And the list was long. It didn't matter what that food was. And I enjoyed eating and I still do. But the real tipping point was I started to exhibit some, we would consider classic signs of type two diabetes. And that situation was my glasses. At that point in time, I was just using a dollar store variety of magnifiers. Well, it got to the point where every month I was stopping there and getting another magnification higher. It's like, this is not right. And then the, the, the classic science continued. My feet started feeling weird and some strange neuropathy happening there. Frequent urination. It was all those things that were not supposed to be. I couldn't get enough to drink. Lots of water, juices. Juices were helping me, but they were so high fructose laden. Those uh, juices that they say they're natural, they're not looking into that. So finally went to decide to go to the doctor. And it was interesting the way that unfolded for me was, yeah, you know, kind of making jokes of it. And I look back at it. I was making jokes about everything being, I'm not, I'm, I'm vertically challenged already. I'm the only five, five. So it's like I'm broader shouldered and so stocky build, but I would make jokes about it. You know, the, I'd have to go to the store and buy short man, fat man pants. And people, my coworkers, you know, hey, ready for winter? I said, well, I'm already got my insulation on, you know, just making fun of it because that was how I was dealing with the negative feelings inside of me. I knew that there was something not right. I had to do something. I'd been active for a long time as a mechanic and stuff. I was always active. So I was able to maintain stuff, maintaining my weight per se. I'd went up since high school, but maintaining my weight and I was doing okay. But then as I transitioned into the trainer position, which is more sedentary and wanted to eat like I was still in my twenties. But as time went along, unfortunately I drank a lot of milk. I really enjoyed milk, but too much. But then I was, as time went along, once again, it was the having a glass of milk at midnight. Well, having the glass of milk at midnight and not to make a joke out of this, but I could do a line of Oreos with that glass of milk with a side of Ruffles potato chips. It was horrible. And so I get to this doctor's appointment and we went through the regimen and stuff. They said, yeah, you know what? We probably ought to have your blood work checked, you know, and they didn't say a whole lot. And this was like on a Wednesday. I actually was a, yeah, it was a Wednesday. Which year was this, by the way? This was 2019. Okay. And what was your weight at the doctor's appointment? 265 plus. I, it was a little... At 5'5". Five five. Yeah. Yeah. And obesity was like, at that point, I didn't realize it, but they classified it as a severely obese. Ultimately, it came out of that with, I think the BMI at that point was uh, 43 something, just really crazy stuff. They called me up on Friday morning, like at 7 a.m. The doctor's office is not even open. They said, you need to get in here right now. And I said, well, okay, what's that all about? Well, how are you feeling? Well, because I'm at work now and I, just, I can't get there. Well, let's stop by the pharmacy. We need you to pick up some stuff and get started on it. Be in my office Monday morning. Okay. My sugar was 378. My A1C was 14.6. My triglycerides, and I know this, I had to be sent down for this one because I didn't even understand what it was. 3,000. Holy crap. Yeah. my blood. When I said my blood was a jelly-like consistency, Cholesterol was right, th- you know, up. It was just nuts. So all those things were going horrible. I'm going, well, okay, I guess I understand their urgency. That turned into being a, given a cocktail of diabetic medications, metformin, uh, Genuvia, all kinds of stuff like that, cholesterol medications, so on and so forth. We're on a trip to a diabetic teach-in for, uh, with a registered dietitian. This continued to get more serious and more serious as I was going, but I was, I was like, oh, this is not good. From the mechanics perspective that I'm in, I, okay, now I'm starting to see what's broke. What am I going to do to fix it? And the registered dietitian asked me two questions. She goes, are you going to get gastric bypass surgery? And I'm going, oh, well, no. And she goes, why not? I says, well, give me a chance. I'm going to fix this. She goes, all right, are you on insulin? I says, no. She goes, you might want to consider that as well. But once again, no, thank you. 
at that point, I was going, all right, now I got to figure out something. So we went to teach and stuff for, you know, learning how to understand labels and understand what's on those labels and what do carbs mean compared to proteins and fats and stuff like that. So basically, ultimately, I was given a prescription on top of the cocktail medications to get active. I wasn't walking a couple thousand steps a day, maybe. And I really had to start looking at more vegetables. And they, they put it was a very low carb is what they suggested. And it was almost might as well call it keto to watch my carbohydrates. So I started down that path, doctor, is where that was my wake up call to look at a, I did this to myself. I need to fix it. I, it was self-induced. I, you know, it was because of poor habits, whether it was all the stresses in the world at the time, all those things came into play, but I'm going, I, I need to do something. And I, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking about this quite a bit lately. I've had always encouraging my kids in sports and stuff like that. Always give 110%. I thought about that. And I'm going, Ron, you're their dad. And you've always told them to give it 110%. Well, you've been giving it hundred percent, 110%, but you're going the wrong direction. Turn that ship around. Let's get this going the right direction. So that was in September of 2019. Birthday's in November. My kids got me a Fitbit and I'm going, all right, well, let's see what this does. That's when I found out that I wasn't doing very little on steps. And I went, okay, let's get rolling. And so I started walking. And the first day I got to 10,000 steps, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could ever, ever do this on a daily basis. And so I, I just kept plugging away at it. I made that goal. All right, hit it that one day. Let's see if I can do it again. Meanwhile, on the nutrition side, I cut out the milk. I went to almond milk. I cut out, well, the Oreo cookies went away. Got those out of the house. Or any of the carb-laden foods in the house, I looked at the labels. Can I, should we, should we not? And my wife went along with me. Now my kids are out of the house too. So it was her, my wife and I, for the most part. So that part was the easy part was moving out some of the food and starting to replace that with some more healthy stuff, more vegetables and so on and so forth. So that went along pretty well. I was starting to see some results with the A1C coming down into check, my blood sugar coming into check. And about that first year, 2019 came around and I was down. I had lost some weight. I was not hitting 10,000 steps consistently yet, but I was getting there. But I actually started thinking can I keep this up? What's next? And I don't know if at this point when I started to go, how do I fix this? At this point, I'm going, is this how I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life? Basically, it's zero, no carbs or very, very few and walk. What else is there? And that's kind of my wake up call. What I needed to do was that scare at the doctor's office to bring that forward to say that, okay, I... Now I know what's wrong. Let's see what we got to do to fix it. Mm -hmm. So you start on the low-carb diet, the medication cocktail. You're walking as much as you can and questioning the sustainability of it. And you are losing some weight. And I imagine the HbA1c is improving to a certain degree. What prompts you to start looking for something different? And when do you find the Fit Father Project? Let's talk about that. Sure, sure. So and it was in that whole, while I was pondering about the sustainability of that, I was like, okay, what... And actually, the thought was at that point is, all right, how do I increase my walking? How do I increase my activity? Whether it's raising my cardio, I had lots of fat still to get rid of, stuff like that. But I also knew that I was at this point, what, 50, 50, yeah, about 50 years old. And I'm going, I'm not like my son at 24. I'm not going to go start throwing plates and throwing the bars around and running on the treadmill. What can I do? So I actually Googled what is workouts for someone in their 50s that hasn't done this. I worked out, I played football in high school. I knew some of the things I did, but it's like, I don't know that I can do that. And I Googled it and the Fit Father Project came up. And there was all kinds of other stuff too. But that one, the, the image of it maybe, fitness, family, and faith caught my attention. It's like... Oh, okay. This, this seems to be legit. And turns out that Dr. A has YouTube videos out there that I could watch. And it's like, okay, this is, this has got something to it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is something I should be looking into a little bit. So I did the, well, let me email in and get the 24 hour plan. 
the 24-hour meal plan. I got it. I'm looking at that. And I says, interesting. I'm doing some of this stuff already a little bit, you know, but okay, I, I'm going to watch carbs because I'm really, I'm still really worried about that. Even using the perfect plate mentality, that quarter of carbs made me nervous. I was a little bit nervous. So I squeezed that down a little bit and up my proteins and put more veggies on it. Okay, I can do that. The workout, now on the other hand, now that was something else that came along with it. And I think at that time, there was some stuff on YouTube that it was RX7, I believe at the time, maybe RX8, RX8, I think it was. And I, I was watching that a little bit. And I'm going, uh-oh, maybe, maybe I try that. Well, with that 24-hour package, I think it was actually uh, shifted over to Apex 10 at that point. So I knew what the structure looked like. I'm going, all right, there is no way that I'm going to make this pyramid up to 10 and back down. But what can I do? And I looked at it as I'm going to start somewhere. And I think the first, uh, and actually, I could, I could do the push-ups without my knees. That wasn't too bad for the first couple of rounds. But after that, it was difficult. And I'm going, all right, I wrote it down. I made it this far. Let's come back and try this again. I think first set of weights I used was two and a half pounds just to have something in my hand to say that I did because there was no way that I was going to do anything more than that. I started to grow in it. And what I found was, and over time now, um, if I guess if that answered your question, Dr. Ayo, yeah. you know, how did I find this? I was looking for something sustainable. This program met me where I was at. I was a mess still, but I got the thinking going the right direction that I wanted to do something. And I was looking for something for guys my age that had limited abilities at this point as far as strength. or And I ended up with an at-home program. Because I was too dang embarrassed to go to a gym. There was no way. I was just not going to do that. And plus where I work and home and the commute that I make, I wasn't going by any place. So with the commute, I'm going, all right, I'm going to commit to at home. I already got a treadmill. So if the bad weather, I can walk. And I, I bought a mat to put on the basement floor. And like I said, a couple of dumbbells I had, actually my wife had, that were smaller. I started with those and started working it. And I actually probably went through the, my first Apex 10 completely was with, with five pounds and started working my way forward from there. When I first joined, it was in August 19, when I finally made the commitment, this is, you know, after that 24, I worked with that 24-hour plan for quite a while. And then I was like, what is next? And now I'm looking at YouTube videos. Now I'm looking at... What else is out there? And, uh, hey, there's a button right here that says join this. And I'm going, uh, okay. So I think he, there might have been a sale of some sort that caught my attention. And I, I saw, all right, boom. It was seven days, I think it was. And I went with that. And it's like, oh, man, this is tough, but I think I can do it. And as I went forward through that, then I'm going, all right, Fit Father FF30X, 30 days. Can I do 30 days? So I was like, all right, so let's get this going. Like I said, mid-August, I started. And actually what happened was I ended up tweaking my lower back. So I slowed down and I stopped, but I kept moving. I kept walking. It's like, all right, well, that's frustrating. So back and forth, it was in and out of the program, in and out of following the structure, which on one side was really frustrating. Looking back at it, it was amazing that I looked at it as I knew that I had to keep going forward whether it was a just daily activity or just, uh, or could I get that workout in? I teach college two nights a week. That takes that out of the picture and I'm making that structure work. I'm going, all right, what do I got to do? So I got my lower back issue was totally from being overweight. All these things became realizations as I went along, my blood sugars are coming down. My A1C is starting to stabilize pretty good. Things are looking pretty good. I'm going, so that was started in August. I actually went through the holidays, just moving my feet, walking and such like that. Just getting the lower back in place. Went for a hike on New Year's Day. I'm going, all right, I need to get back at it. Re-engaged phase one, per se, and started down that path. And I will be the first to admit, it was not perfect. I had stumbles and starts and trying to, you know, just trying to figure out life and how to figure the workout schedules in, in place in some of those areas. And ultimately I came to a routine. It's like, Hey, wow, this is starting to fit together. Now, when I say stumbles and starts, it was a couple of weeks just trying to get the pieces together for me, but things started to click. 
I put my workouts on my phone. I used the sheets and the packets, got this all structured out, moved the days around where it all fit. And I said, all right, I'm going after it. I am going. Next thing you know, 30 days is out of the way. It's like, whoa, I'm coming to phase two. And, and Dr. A is sending me all these emails to, and congratulating me on this. And I was like, this is amazing. I think this is awesome. What do I do next? And then, oh, well, it's phase two. And what about fit father for life? I, I, I am not a fit father. I don't know about this. You know, okay, what do I do next? So I bought the quarter. I went for that next quarter. And it's like, uh, okay, I started working phase two. And it's like, well, this is going pretty good. And I think you're a marketing genius. <laughs> It came up, it had a special on Fit Father for Life. I'm going, all right, I'm in, I'm committed, I'm doing it, I'm going Fit Father for Life. I want the next program, I want the next program, I want the next program. Even though I'm on phase two, I would like to have the ability to do all these. And it's like, okay, awesome, I'm in it. And so, you know, fast forward, that was working into 2020. And now at this point, I worked through 2020, September 2020 doctor's appointment, they're going, we are just amazed of where you were and where you're at now. And the nurse at that point, she, she kind of pulled me aside and after, you know, uh, we were talking before the doctor showed up, the nurse says, uh, this doctor's office is so proud of you. I'm going, this, this is a year ago. We're so proud of you. And I'm going, why, what, fill me in what's going on. And we really wish that we could get other people in our area, in our doctor's office, that are taking full 100%, 110% going the right direction, ownership of what's going on here. You are fighting this thing tooth and nail. And I says to her at that time, I says, well, I quite frankly, I've waged war against diabetes to lump the two words together. They're related. They're together. I did this to myself. I'm going to undo it. I'm waging war on it. And I am going to get off of these meds. And ultimately, I did. I got my A1C down, got it consistent. My blood work was coming back consistent. It's 5.5, five, 5.6. Five, five, Cholesterol is absolutely wonderful. Triglycerides are where they're supposed to be. It doesn't look like jelly that I'm trying to pump in my veins. You know, just amazing. They are amazed. But she told me that one day. She says, she goes, do you, do you realize how close to catastrophic ending you were? I said, no, I don't really know. And she goes, take a look at these numbers over here and the, you know, the, the lipid panel and whatnot. She goes, that was that blood was, uh, you know, and that's where I got the jelly-like consistency. It was from her. She goes, it had to be. It's like, it's, this is just amazing. So what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm in the Fit Father Project. She goes, well, cool. And I actually, I think I might even had my T-shirt on at the time and I brought something with me. And she goes, yeah, that's awesome. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, that, that's awesome. She actually goes, would you come and talk to some other people? I said, I'd be happy to. Well, it never developed, but at least I was asked, you know, to come talk to a couple of people. And I thought that was just amazing. And all I wanted to do was regain some of my youth to, to live. I wanted to, I, I had to get, I, I, I was so close after she said that. It's like, oh my, I had chills. I went, oh my gosh, really? And no wonder you're so urgent that Friday morning, wondering if I was okay, you know, at seven o'clock to call me about my blood work. And I'm going, it all makes sense now. I took a little, little thick headed sometimes, you know, it didn't make, it makes sense out of me. And she goes, keep doing what you're doing and keep, keep rocking it. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And so the next year was just amazing. And we look at this past rolling into 2021. Awesome. 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 This is the best 53rd trip around the sun that I've ever had. You know, looking at the, I got to go to, I don't know if you ever heard of a park called Isle Royal and uh, Lake Superior. It's a backcountry national park. My son, my brother and I, 40 pound packs. We hiked 42 miles and three of those days were 10 mile legs, each one of them. Did it, kept up with my son. You know, it was amazing. You know, again, that internal competition of dad and son. And he's like, dad, you're rocking this. You're, this is awesome, you know? And that's awesome. So I get home from that. That was in, oh my gosh, that was in um, the end of June this year. 
and a message from our, our Craig Taylor. Ragnar, what do you think? And I'm going, Craig, can I? Can I do this? I'd been running. I'd been doing 5Ks because through the, you know, that transition of getting weight down, I'd do some 5Ks. I made it through the, the phases. I was in phase four. I was looking for that next component and wanting to put this together. And, and the 5Ks, I went from, gosh, a 16-minute mile to a nine-minute mile. I was like, wow, this is we're getting somewhere, you know? And I'd always looked at and I watched the teams come together over the years past. I'm going, man, that's cool. I'm going to do that someday. Yeah, it was this year. We got to do that, and it was the best ever. But anyway, I found about that, and that boom, we got a team, and it's in mid-July. The race is in September. Oh, crap, here we go. And as a matter of fact, he put out a video today about intuitiveness, and, and there are some days when you eat or you work out so hard, you get that hunger and stuff like that. Some of the things that I had learned had to go out the window because, man, running the amount of miles that we were doing to train for that, I was hungry. But you know what? My blood sugar held. It was amazing. And the energy and stuff like that, ran and trained, amazing experience. But I got to go do it seven miles, five miles in the hills of New Hampshire. It was amazing. And then, you know, come home and we have Halloween coming up. And here we are. I have a opportunity and my daughter says, yeah, I'll do this. I says, would you run a half marathon with me? And she goes, you're nuts. And I says, yeah, but you know what? I've, I know you just got done running eight miles. I know you can do it. She goes, yeah. And I said, I've been training all summer. I got momentum. I want to do this. Would you do it with me? She goes, let's do this, dad. And it was amazing that almost 54-year-old dad running with his 22-year-old daughter ran a half marathon, first time in our lives. The teamwork, the camaraderie, the lifelong memories, the emotions coming out at the end of it that we actually did something that was so monumental. Uh, Ragnar, hiking on Isle Royal with family, meeting new family, Dude, it doesn't get any better than this. This is the Fit Father Project that I did not expect when I signed up for it. Did it have that appeal of family, fitness, faith was all parts and pieces of that that I uh, allured me to it. But as I go forward and start to realize that those amazing things that I did, the family part of it came together in such a manner. My kids are proud of me and I needed that in a bad, bad way. My self-esteem back when I was out of shape, big, round, making fun of myself about my short man, fat man pants, my self-esteem was in the tank. It was just, you know, uh, my self-worth wasn't there. I was, I was, I was not taking care of myself. Move forward through this, start losing some weight, start doing some things that I didn't think were achievable. My family starts smiling more. It's amazing. We just brought this whole family even more together. And in the whole mix of that, I looked at it. I'm going, this did not happen by accident. My faith in God just went up in so many different ways that nature the the universe, all these pieces coming together and looking at my my spirituality, I pray. My, as a matter of fact, one of the things I, I brought with me tonight was a success tracker system. And using that as a component, when I unpack this whole thing, you not only force us to get into writing a mission statement that was, you know, to dive into it, look into that, find that deep why, the motivation Bible, the success tracker, that success tracker, flip the pages in there that said, all right, day one, it forced me to write things down to start building that system. And one of the components in there was gratitude. What am I thankful for? And it was early on and I had to really look, I guess I'm thankful I'm alive. But as I went through this, as I've gone through this, I've become more and more thankful to God, thankful to my family, thankful to the Fit Father Project for being there. This didn't happen by accident. It came to me and met me where I was at when I needed it. And that only would happen by the grace of God. You've been through a heck of a journey in the last three years. I mean, from being 
doctor's office with thick blood full of triglycerides and blood sugar to, I believe you went from, you know, 260 before that, but you know, you lost some weight down to your goal was 180. Where'd you get down to? Yeah, my goal was 180. When I started, went from that 260, I was in my, in about 230 when I saw the Fit Father Project. So I lost about 30, 35 pounds. And starting in the Fit Father Project, like I said, the stumbles and starts and getting it going, I got down to a low of 177. I'm up a little bit from that, but you know, but my belt still feels the same. That's the amazing part. I've moved things around. So the weight came off when I hit that Fit Father Project. Muscle started to build, fat started coming off. Mm-hmm. Now, what about this seems sustainable for you into the future? I mean, this has been a multifaceted change for you, but particularly with the kinds of things you do, why is this different from other things you tried before on the nutrition exercise front? Well, I can really relate it to the situation at hand with controlling carbs, whether you want to call it keto or very low carb, healthy fats. I struggled with that a little bit because it it took a lot away from family and stuff like that. When I say that is when I sat down, I wanted to eat the same as everybody else did. Okay. The perfect plate mentality helped me with that. Plus, when I started to look at carbs are not all that bad, I just happened to overdo them in such a manner and the wrong carbs. So I looked at that and I started looking at the sustainability of that is how do I function in my day-to-day life that is conducive to not having to sweat it, not having to worry about this so much. So looking at my carbohydrates, it's the sweet potato, not the whole great big one, but a small reasonable size piece of a sweet potato. That's one of my bigger ones that my go-to sweet potato, looking at lean chicken, looking at lean beef, stuff like that. Almond milk, I took the dairy milk out unsweetened vanilla almond milk and water, gallon of water a day at minimum, my little bit of uh, Hinkley Himalayan salt in it. But the gallon of water first thing in the morning, every morning is become so routine. The perfect plate, I can go to a restaurant and I can look up the menu and look at, hey, that salad looks really darn good. Can I get that with grilled chicken? You know, or there are those days and nights where we have family get-togethers. There is going to be stuff there that may not be the best uh, for me at that moment. But you know what? Those family get-togethers are usually scheduled. I can be prepared for those, whether knock out a couple extra workouts before I get to it. Even then, my whole family is so behind it. They're actually looking, hey, Ron, are you really supposed to have that? Yeah, I can have that. Now, you know, I'm, I'm good, you know. Come on, let's go do a 5K, and then we can say we can have that. You know, you know this, given the, the camaraderie is so good, but the sustainability of it, the daily stuff. So I looked at the keto stuff, and, and nothing against it, nothing against it. But I wanted to look at something that was, you know, even our household, as far as my wife, she still, we still look at, watching our carbs very closely, but we can still entertain them in such a balanced manner. I think that is so powerful. And being able to look at and go, a line of Oreos, I can't believe that I did that. Having a healthy apple is so much more gratifying today. Having a Quest bar as a snack in the middle of the afternoon is awesome. I'm at a point now in going through the phases. Phase two, we introduced the fasting. The fasting is an amazing thing, an amazing tool. And that actually plays well into the religious path that I'm going down as well. Fasting at various times. My wife is Catholic and I'm trying to join the Catholic faith with her. So we come from a different backgrounds and stuff like that, as you probably could have guessed. But so fasting comes into play there as well. And I'm going, huh, there must be something to this. So started reading up on it a little bit and I'm going, well, I'll try it. And I'm going, oh boy, that was rough that first day. But I felt invigorated when I made it. It's like, oh man, this is cool. So I decided, you know, let's do the next week. Let's try another one. So I started scheduling those in. So now fast forward to today, I've went from meal plan one of having a shake in the morning with waking my wife up with a blender and all kinds of cool stuff with getting the spinach going and, and make Ezekiel bread with turkey breast and all that stuff. Did everything in there as much as I possibly could. Even though the Ezekiel bread had carbs in it, I'm going, oh, I'm nervous, but you know what? It's good 
carbs. This is something. And if I had it at lunch, I know I'm going to use that energy throughout the day. And it's like, okay, the, the low carb for the, the shake, everything was kind of all coming together. I'm purpose. It was amazing. Or it's like, how did this happen? This is actually coming in my way. And so the fasting started to come into play and, and I, I hadn't done that before. And that was like, this is, like I said, empowering, amazing, the benefits there. Then, like I said, meal plan one, I started looking at that. And actually uh, <laughs> you made me think about it with your video about the intuitiveness. When am I hungry? What is the effects? And I'd been doing this all along until it dawned on me today when you said it. It's like, because I've gravitated, if you will, to a, basically a 16-8 fasting schedule. I'm not hungry in the morning. I eat a, a healthy lunch. At my workplace with the training that we do, we're catering in lunch all the time. And I put my hands up and I says, I'm not doing this anymore. And this goes back now a couple of years. I'm not doing this. I bring salad. I bring a salad, I bring my lunchbox, I have an apple in it, I have a Quest Bar, I have a small package of nuts for some healthy snacks along the day. And I am totally cool with that. And it's really, really interesting because now in my workplace, I have people kind of looking at me. I have to buy donuts when I have class. It's amazing. I used to indulge in a couple of those donuts on the way to work. Not anymore. There's no... There's no, I don't have that sugar fix anymore. I don't look for that. I bring the donuts to work and, I, and, and the, the guys eat them. They're different. You know, they can have that. But my coworkers that are with me every day are coming to me now and they're going, so what did you do? And what do you mean? I says, well, we're seeing you do stuff. There's no way you should be doing. I says, well, quite frankly, Let's go for a walk. Uh, no, what do you? No, I want to know what you did. No, that's what I'm saying. Let's go for a walk. You know, and they're going, oh, oh, it's that simple. And I says, dude, it's that simple. Let's go for a walk. And now let's talk about that donut you just ate. And, and, and oh, okay. So now I've got two or three guys around the shop area here with me that are starting to look at this and say, I says, taking metformin is not cool for me. I waged war on diabetes, and I don't want to do that. So I've got these guys asking about that. My food choices are amazing today. I learned that. I picked that up. I became a student of this program. I started looking at what those food choices were and how those fit where I was at. And I looked at, oh, yep, I had trepidation against carbs at first because I was going, oh, man, that's what got me in trouble. But now as I slowly started introducing and looking at carbs as the fuel source that they actually can be, I believe, and using the healthier carbs, again, using sweet potato for that example, looking at that as when do I time that during my day? How do I take advantage of that? I have found out, because like I said, I might have an unintended advantage over some people because I prick my finger a couple times a day through just to check my blood sugar. If I eat too late at night, I can see that in my fasting glucose level in the morning. So my timing is I'm trying to look at that and balance that out. Still, yet today. But those are things that I was nowhere near in tune until I started picking up some of the stuff that I unpacked out of the program on, on, on Fit Father. Like I said, this stuff, I, I can't make this up. This actually, this is, this actually worked. This is so cool. I'm so excited. A big undercurrent of what I'm hearing when you're sharing, Ron, is that today you have the mindset of a man who is fired up by challenges and possibilities, almost 54 years young, looking at what can I do versus maybe even just a few years ago, it was don't give a damn, kind of like over the hill, don't care, low self-esteem. If you could go back and kind of speak to yourself in those times, you know, beforehand, how would you convey that you make this kind of internal shift because now these things are easy for you. You can drive in a car with a box of donuts and it's like, I don't want that. I'd prefer to have my healthy snacks. But there's been clearly a profound mindset shift. And I know part of it has to do with your mission statement and all these things. What would you have said to yourself back in the day? Maybe let's go for a walk and let me explain some of these things to you. But how do you make those mindset shifts in such a powerful way? I, I, I guess uh, that, that's a that's a heck of a question. But 
realizing, looking back, that I wanted to lead my family from the front. And I was not doing that. I was not setting the example. I was not taking care of myself to be in front of them. So in order to make that mind shift, that paradigm shift was one, I believe personally I needed that wake-up call to say, wait, time out. you got to change this like now. So maybe a little bit of the fear factor helped that shift. And I don't know that, you know, looking back at it, I knew that I needed to make some changes. I had tried to make a few before, but there nothing ever stuck. This program gave me the structure. The, the best thing I did was, and, uh, and you, you had mentioned the mission statement, is I printed it off. I have a copy right here at my desk at work, and I have a copy at home in the basement. I have that moment to look at when times get going tough a little bit, when I would have given up in the past, said, yeah, this is too hard. This is not, I want that whole half a pizza. I want, you know, wait a minute. All I have to do is bring that mission statement forward. It was an intrinsic, that deep why that working through this program that actually made me think about why do I need to change? And family became my drive. My internal pride to some degree became, I was embarrassing myself. And it didn't really, like you said, the, the give a damn was busted. I didn't know that how bad that was. And now when you start having, call them NSVs, non-scale victories, you get a little one. Wow, that feels kind of cool. Well, once you're making those changes, you get to recognize that little victory. It's like, oh, can I do that again? Whatever that is. And as we start to, at least as I, as I view it, and I'm coming from a diesel mechanics perspective, that made the engine run a little bit better. Let's do some more of that. An engine is not much, uh, to some degree, some parallel here. Good fuel, good air, um, good circulation. All those things come into play. And it's like, I was really messing up with that system. So the pride factor, having a solid mission statement to find out that why factor was a big thing for me that I have consistently stuck to and come back. And again, have I been perfect at all this? Have I hit every workout? No, I can't. There, it's fe feasibly impossible some days to hit all that stuff, but can I do it one day, one thing better than I did yesterday? Can I do one thing? Can I, I, cause I can eat right. That's something I have to do every day. So if I look at that and I have the choice, that donut, that apple, Who's going to lead the family from the front? The guy that eats the apple that has, you know, the, so I took it from, we're charging the hill. We're taking the hill in, in such a manner that I'm taking my health back. I want to be able to go hiking with my son, my daughters, my grandson. Those little pieces and parts all come together. And again, that on the, the logo, the Fit Father Project is more than just the fitness, it's the family, it's the faith, it's all pushed together. But if we break it down, it comes down to getting scared and addressing that. Okay, I, I got to make a change. But why do I want to keep going? When the tough gets going, the tough get going. How, how do I make that shift? Well, it's that family picture. It's that, why did I want to do this? And, and it was like... Uh, I want to be around. And I didn't have a grandson at that time. He's only five months old. Now my why just got bigger. Now it's the drive is even better, you know? So it's, it's a win in that regard. So totally. And then on top of what you just shared, then it's having the structure, the simple structure you had to start stacking momentum every day, the small things, right? Figuring out that you need to start drinking more water and doing that in the morning first thing builds momentum every day. Getting a simple breakfast shake in place builds momentum every day. Then you're 30 days in and it flew by and now you see new possibilities. Then you learn about fasting and you start playing with this new tool and it helps you even further. Then you start running. Then you join the Ragnar and these wins just build and now you have like positive momentum, 110% in this direction, as opposed to the other direction and momentum builds momentum. So it's, 
this is really cool to hear about your story. And I think there's a lot of guys that can probably relate to what you shared today in that they've gone to their doctor's office. They've had some scary checkups, but you know, what's amazing is you were the kind of man that took that and really use that to transform. There's a lot of people that go to scary doctor checkups that unfortunately don't, you know, like your nurse said, they don't make a change, but you made it happen. And I'm so proud of you. And that's really why I think it's so imperative that we hear from you in this conversation to know that it's possible, you know, at any age to really turn this thing around and the new possibilities you have just excite me so much. You know, I honestly got a little teary eyed when you were mentioning that your coworkers ask you and you're like, let's take a walk because I think at the end of these health and fitness journeys, the natural thing that comes out is the giving back, the recycling of this stuff to other people that see you as a living example and they want to follow your lead. So it's amazing, man. Yeah. It's really amazing, Ron. Thank you. So I'd love to ask you a few questions in closing. I mean, you've touched on this a little bit, but I'll ask it specifically. For you today, what does it mean to be a fit father? It means that I'm going to be around to be a pain in the butt to my kids for a long time. And I say that with the biggest smile on my face because it is absolutely the best feeling. It is the best feeling to be a fit father. I am so proud of being able to have my kids proud of me. That's in itself. So I have my wife so proud of me. And she goes, I would never be able to go do that half marathon. But you did it. That, that I think feeds a little bit of a father to have that feedback from his family that you're doing the right things. That means a lot. The, 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 the fitness is actually is so amazing because that is the foundation that I think is the glue that brought it all together for me. Yeah. In, in a nutshell is I am able to be the dad I was meant to be. For my kids. Yep, they're older now. Some poor guys want to be able to play with their kids. And I had to play time with them. We did so stuff. I probably worked too much, I can tell you that. But, you know, there's those days that I was starting to feel that slow and tired and stuff like that. Now it's, you know, even though they're starting on their life paths, they pick up the phone. Hey, Dad, do you have a moment to do this. Can you help me move this? Can you do whatever? With three girls, that happens, you know, can you fix the car? And I can do it without hesitation. Yep, pull it right in the garage. Let's go. We have great talks. Man, do you want to do a 5K with me this weekend? Uh, Dad, I'm busy today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, just the whole conversation changes. The whole dynamic changes. It is the best place to be, to be a fit father, period. Nailed it, really. And I want to close with, is there anyone that you'd like to particularly shout out and say thank you to on this, whether it's someone on the Fit Father team that that meant a lot to you, another fellow brother on the program, or your wife, you know, someone here that would really made this happen for you? I'd love to give you the opportunity in closing to to give a shout out to a few people. Wow. Um, That list is long because the brotherhood first saw, well, my wife first saw, that is the most important. She has been with me through thick and thin and such a supporter. I think sometimes the spouse, the wife doesn't get as much recognition in that supporting role. And she's leading from the front too. She's doing stuff. She's got issues that we're working through and stuff like that. Kudos to her. She's put up with my stuff and hey, I want to do this. So a huge shout out to her, your staff. Your staff is amazing. Ben, Craig, I got to meet him face-to-face. What a, what a superhuman being. And Kat, I talked to her on a coaching call. Uh, I wanted to get the brothers involved with that. She got me back on play. It was, as a matter of fact, in phase four, there's this thing called a life wheel. The first time I did that, actually, when I unpacked some of the stuff, I said, what's this phase four? I want to go look. So I'm nosy. I went and clicked and opened it up, and this life wheel thing. So I went through it early on before I even got to phase four. Well, my wheel kind of looked like a a Flintstone rock. I had so much to work on, but she brought that up when I talked to her just recently. You know, hey, go back and revisit that. I thought that was just amazing because I hadn't pushed it over to the side and hadn't given it a thought. And I went to revisit that. And it's like, wow, things are, this is, this is starting to work. Kat, Ben, Craig, you, of course, but man, you guys are always there. And the care and compassion is amazing from all you guys. Just oh, wonderful. I have to laugh. The 
Epsilon chapter brotherhood before we moved into the bigger group. Just a bunch of great guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. Great guys. We're all in this together. You want to talk about such encouragement, such care for people that are across, you know, that's what part of the beauty of the Ragnar was actually putting faces and names and, and be able to talk to them. But Mike McKenna, Chris Pleasance, those guys, they're behind the scenes doing little things. And it's, yeah, that's, yeah, it's amazing what, you know, some of these guys, John O'Brien, you know, just, it got to meet Lee Spock, just, just an amazing mix. And I, unfortunately I said a couple of names, but I just could keep going on and on and on. That's, I, I just, I just love every one of those guys. You know, it's, uh, you look for those, you look for the new guys. And I guess I look at it as there's new guys coming in and I'm going, wow, I was there, you know, what, come on, go, let's go. You could do this, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that apex is hard. Oh, you have no idea. Wait until you wait until you get to peak 11, you know, this, yeah, it's just amazing watching those folks in their journey. And I guess I look at it as I, I hope, if I could help one person here that was either in such despair and feels like their body's broken down, feels like their self-esteem's shot, whatever, if they can grasp a hold of a little bit of what I went through and turn it around and, and get their life back and lead their family from the front, I would feel like you, Dr. A. You get to feel that with people winning. And I think there are guys out there winning it. And they're getting there, and that's it. That's amazing. Yeah, it fills me up, too. It's a perfect way to end this. Thanks for this convo, Ron. Thanks for sharing your heart and everything you've gone to. I want to say God bless you and your family Thank you. for a beautiful back half of your life and to watch your, your grandson grow up yeah. healthy and strong and you'd be able to pick him up and chase him around when he starts walking. So I can't wait. It's coming. A lot of evil things ahead. So thanks for being a fit father through and through. You're the man and I can't wait to get this conversation out to guys. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.